Wrestling fans, are you ready? Today's guest is a man that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I think he's incredibly underrated. For my money, one of the most technically sound in-ring performers that Northern California has. Uh, He's a great high flyer as well. I'm lucky enough to get to watch him in person pretty regularly for Phoenix Pro Wrestling where he's the inaugural and current cruiserweight champion. He's also a former East Bay Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion, a four-time former SPW Tag Team Champion, former SPW Heavyweight Champion, and the 2016 NorCal Hall of Fame Wrestler of the Year. He is Daniel Torch. Hit that music. Unprecedented times, uh, this this whole pandemic thing. How you been holding up with all that? Uh, you know, aside from not wrestling, my life hasn't really changed. I don't, I don't do things. I don't go places. So I still go to work five days a week, and uh, then I come home and watch TV with my dog. We're binge watching Scrubs right now, aren't we, Gypsy? There you go. There you go. So yeah, you're uh, you are an uh, an essential worker. Nothing nothing changed as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, I I guess 
Yeah, construction is uh, essential. Got to build these houses for these people. So absolutely, but I can't complain because if I wasn't at work, I, I probably would have lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel blessed. You know, my wife and I both uh, been working the whole time. It's it's nice. You know, no loss of income, anything like that. So it's definitely a good thing. Um, you know, standard, uh, standard wrestling podcast question here, but, uh, you know, you were, you were trained by, by Bobby Hart. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Now, how did, uh, how did that come to be? How did you get started with Bobby? How did, you know, you decide that you wanted to become a pro wrestler? Um, that, that's like a, it's a really long, um, just events happened that put me here and put me there and, and, it's no lie when they say it's just about who you know because I knew this guy who knew that guy who knew this guy and um, I was at the Ugwa in the backyard and Mm -hmm. uh, I knew somebody said NAW out of Fresno was having like an open house tryout deal something and so a couple of us went down there and next thing I knew I was signed up to train and and uh, Bobby ended up being the trainer there and at that time there was kind of a he was starting pro wrestling Bushido. So I kind of got in on that. And um, I was kind of his right hand man. Once it got down to it, there was me and Savannah Riley were really the only two left in that class. So normally you'll have, you know, other students that you're kind of partnered up with. uh, And I didn't have that. So I was just kind of thrown in uh, with the sharks, you know, I was like, sink or swim or convince them that uh this fish is a friend not food and uh well you know but thanks to guys like samurai and and rick luxury and of course bobby and cj and of course virgil like thanks to all them like here i am 10 years later you know well still i'll put my finger quotes still doing it so um yeah it was just kind of a thing happened here and there and there i was (laughs) so so were you always a fan of wrestling uh not my whole life but since like junior high, uh, it's a funny story. Like I didn't start really watching wrestling till like the end of 1999 mm-hmm. when I heard some kids at the bus stop talking about it. But I do remember being on a vacation that summer and flicking through channels in a hotel room and landing and watching wrestling. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that I'd watched Chris Jericho's Monday Night Raw debut. Oh, Wow. Uh, like to me, I was just flicking through something caught my attention. I watched it. I moved on. Like I watched that segment and my brother was in another room. He ended up doing the same thing. So I'm guessing there wasn't anything on TV. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I was a fan. I'm a, I'm a few years older than you. Um, I graduated high school in 99. So I mean, wrestling was at like, in my opinion, at its peak when I was in high school, yeah. you know, the whole NWO, the Monday night wars, so you missed See, I, you missed a I lot didn't of that. Have cable, so I only could watch SmackDown. Gotcha. Um, I just remember some kids say they're like, "Thank you guys talking about like, oh, you don't watch SmackDown." I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Nice. So, like, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's on UPM on UPN on Thursday or whatever. Like, oh, give it a try and yeah. So who did you find yourself drawn to when you did start watching? Who were kind of your early favorites? Oh, the Hardy Boys, of course. <laughs> Nice, yeah. nice. The Hardy Boys, I, I, you know, I've talked about, I think Brittany Wonder mentioned she was Brittany a big Wonder fan of Jeff Hardy. Yep. Um, 
they never connected for me for whatever reason, but I definitely understood why so many people liked them because it was just something different, right? It was, you know, the whole alter- yeah, alternative it, look. Yeah, when, well, yeah, that and and just their wrestling style. I remember, uh, you know, when you'd have to do these reports in school, like, what do you want to be when you grow mm-hmm. up? That kind of, it was always things like, I wanted to be a race car driver. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a stuntman. I did a whole report on how to be a, a stuntman. So, of course, watching the Hardys was like, well, yeah, these guys are like stuntmans. Man, yeah. stuntmen. Yeah, absolutely. They, they definitely put their body through some uh, all sorts of tables, ladders, and, and chairs, you know, so. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, uh, so my, I just, and being a smaller guy, even at that time, like I was, I was just a little fella. And so any of those small guys just caught my attention. The big guys, uh, I can appreciate it, but they don't uh, do much for me. Uh, I'm, I'm a, the fast, the excitement that, you know, that's kind of what's what kept my attention. All right. Now you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Virgil Flynn uh, talking about, mm-hmm. you know, coming up and how you got into wrestling. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about Salt and Pimpin. Um, Cause you guys teamed yeah. up pretty early in your career, right? It's been only about a year or two. Yeah, in. Right out the gate, right, right out the gate. So uh, pro wrestling Bushido, Bobby said, I'm going to put you with Virgil, who I'd seen wrestle before, um, just as a fan. I'd seen him. And Bobby said, I'm going to put you with Virgil because he's the kind of guy, being a small guy, he could show you how to use your size to your advantage and be a small guy in this big guy world. And then I'm going to put you as a tag team and you're going to join and build a faction with Rick Luxury because he knows how the business we're in, how to put on, make all that stuff work. So it started with the three of us and then Virgil kept having like shoulder problems. He had a shoulder pop out. So he had to take a bunch of time off. And from there it was just really just me kind of trying to catch traction by myself for a while um, until he, until he was able to come back. And then it was like a year or so that he was out that way. And, you know, not, not to get you too emotional here, um, but just, let's just talk a little bit about Virgil and, and just kind of your relationship with him. Yeah, I, Virgil, I live down, I live in, in Modesto. Uh, nobody come find me, please. <laughs> uh, and Virgil lived up in Sacramento. Yeah, don't try to track me down. Uh, he lived up in Sacramento, so it was hard outside of wrestling to like hang out with him or anything Mm -hmm. but um man that dude is just a brother if there ever is one like um after i broke my leg and and he could tell just by seeing me at you know spw shows that i was starting to go stir crazy being home he uh came down from sacramento and picked me up and then we all went me frost him and joe DeSoul. Then we went up to a Gold Rush show. Then they brought me back here and then went back. Just because he was like, I know you want to get out and I'm coming down to get you. And I said, okay. So he was that kind of guy. And so just as a, a inside and outside the ring, he was just that, like a mentor to anybody. Like I, I've ne- I'd never heard him say a bad thing about anybody. Um, not even, not even like wrestling, like, 
uh, you don't want to be in there with that guy. It was, well, this guy, these are not his strengths. We're, we're going to do this. This is his strengths. We got to stay away from that, like that kind of stuff. It wasn't ever like, oh, that guy sucks at this. And it was just like, hey, that's not quite – That's we're going to stay away from that. Remember, we got to keep these guys doing this if, if we want to have a great match. You know? Always, we're stealing the show. We're stealing the show. Yeah, that was Virgil. He always wanted the best, regardless who was on the other side of the ring. Now, did uh, did the two of you ever uh, ever square off? Uh, oh ever- yeah, a um, handful of times, um, and it was yeah. I mean, and every time it was a, a learning experience for me. Uh, for all, I was the slightly bigger man. That's very rare for me. <laughs> and uh, just, he was, we started, um, when, when I started, there was a lot of like bigger guys. And I was I Ring of Honor style. Mm-hmm. And I never could unless the ring with somebody like Virgil or Chupi or like Hayashi. And man, now these kids are doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's you know, on, on a national level or on the mainstream level, the size of the wrestler has definitely um, trended downward. The, the style is definitely trended to a more athletic style than, than you know, your, your Hulk Hogan on, under the, or Ultimate Warrior. Those kind of guys you just don't see as much anymore. It's definitely a much more... Um, fast-paced athletic style uh, as a whole. You know, you got Seth Rollins, I think, is what, 215, 220 pounds? Um, So, you know, uh, is that that nice for you to see as a smaller wrestler, to see these guys doing that kind of style that that you enjoy? Oh, yes, because being in the ring with the guys I was, I learned how to make – that style of wrestling makes sense and tell a story with it. So anytime I love being in the ring with those guys, because now I can tell them that's good. But what did that accomplish? What if we do it this way? And uh, so that's nice. And plus it keeps me feeling young when I know I can keep up with them. Uh, You're still, you're still relatively young. I can keep up with like two minutes. Then I'm done ski. It's like, slow it down, kid. Uh, um, so you, you've, you've obviously, you've won a, you got a number of accolades in your career. I know you, you want to talk about the modesty hour, but, uh, I'm going to talk about one of what I think is probably one of the biggest accolades you've, you've gotten in your career. Um, there's something out here called the NorCal pro wrestling hall of fame. Uh And in addition to the hall of fame, they give out yearly awards. So I think it was Uh 2016. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, 2016 or 17, but you actually won. Hold on, let me look at this plaque on the wall. I'm just kidding. Say, do you do you have the do you have the plaque? You, you won wrestler of the no, year. No, I have. I do have. It's in my stack of picture frames uh, in the other room. I yeah. don't actually have it on the wall. Okay. Okay, but I so, have my uh, awards from Boy Scouts when I won the Pinewood Derby. But you won the, <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Let's let's talk about this. You you won Pinewood Derby now just for your troop no, or. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, just for, uh, I don't know, what did he say? I, mean, I was exaggerating. I got a second, third place plaque. 
Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, no. Anyways, I was a Cub Scout myself, so you got you got me excited oh, yeah. there. I loved the Pinewood oh. Derby. Oh yeah, no, those are good stuff. But uh... <laughs> my my those those some of my fun my best times with my dad uh, was was building those cars together. Oh yeah. You know, getting the graphite out for the wheels and making yeah, sure everything gotta, is as fast as possible. Yeah, you got to get that oh, uh, get band plaque up there, too. Anyways, we're no, talking so, about wrestling. Re- Let's not get distracted. <laughs> Wrestler of the year, though. So that's that's obviously yeah. that's a pretty big accomplishment, right? Northern California has got a lot of talent. Um, yeah. Back in 2016, there was arguably even more talent. You know, there was this is before some of these guys – um, that have moved on, got signed, and and they were NorCal regulars then. You know, guys like Jeff Cobb and and, uh, and Will Hobbs, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you still have Kratos around. But they they gave this award to you, Wrestler of the Year. Yeah. Kinda, and, what did that mean it, to be recognized like went, that? And then it went downhill. Next year was Boyce Legrand, so that award clearly. Oh, means I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. I said the same thing to Boyce after he won. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no, he's listening. I don't have, uh, I mean, I guess for what it was, was that year for me, um, I personal life had, and I just put a lot of focus into wrestling and I did a lot of reaching out to companies and I did a lot more traveling, um, as a wrestler, but I, I, I'm sure there was people that should have won that rather than me um because i was just doing what i love doing but i mean that's what all you guys are doing there you don't especially at this level um you're not you're not in in wrestling on the northern california scene unless you truly love it right there's not a lot of money in it let's be honest um there's not a lot of fame you're you know, we have pretty good fans, um, yeah. so I'm sure there's a little bit of a rush, but, you know, you're not getting famous from it, you're not getting rich from it. So unless you love it, um, you're not going to be out there. Um, so, I mean, you're, you know, you were voted the recipient of that award. Somebody, yeah, I'm, I'm also thinking 2016 is when I really, uh, like my heel gimmick really kind of picked up. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of, I'm now essentially playing two different characters and they're both um, well-received by the crowd. We'll say well-received as in uh, they get what I'm accomplishing them to get. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, did, did you find it difficult, difficult to, to play two different characters kind of at the same time? No. Because I said, if I'm going to do this, they're going to be two sides of the same coin. Um, what's it, 16? So for five years, I was just a fiery baby face, shake hands, you know, fly around the ring, whatever, get that. And to be a heel, I said, the crowd loves to see me do that, so I'm going to not do it. And it just made me focus more on my character and um, like crowd work because rather than go for the cheap pop, it was make them hate you for not doing that. Like if you just go in there and smack the guy in the face, they're going to hate that, you know? Um, 
so it was easier because I said those are two different sides of you. They're both you. They're both Daniel Torch, but one is friendly and one is not, I guess. So that, that you, you know, you talk about that. The crowd was eating up, um, you know, the high flyer, the, the fast paced yeah. wrestling. So you did the opposite. That reminds me of, uh, of Mick Foley or Mankind, uh, not Mankind, but when he was Cactus Jack in ECW, when he, when yeah. he turned heel, he basically did the same thing. He's like, you know, this crowd wants hardcore. They want, they want this side of me. And he's, he's going to go out and he was basically yeah. what he did was he was a mat wrestler. Right. And, and yeah. that kind of stuff is, is, what made him a heel. So that's, that's a very uh, interesting way of going about it. You know, you're essentially the same type of guy, just mean, but you know, they want to say, give the fans what they want. You're doing the exact opposite. Exactly. And like, um, and then like I said, let me, I wear the trunks. Let me get long tights. I want you to look at any picture of me. Then I realized "Ah, I'm wearing the same vest. Let me change that vest. Let me put this eyeliner and I want you to look at a still shot and go, oh, that's who I'm getting on this show. You know, so you, I, they, I had a problem for, for a minute going like, guys, stop putting that picture on this flyer. They're going to expect this out of me and that's not what I'm giving them. You know, I want mm-hmm. them to know this is heel. This is bait. I want them excited or ready to boo me. Like, cause you know, fans aren't stupid and they know, their role is to play. I'm a play off you. You're going to play off me. And so I want them to know like, this match, you're getting me and Scoot. You know which me you're getting. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's something to be said for that. I mean, it's, it's a whole transformation. Uh, you know, we, you said with the gear, with the, uh, the eyeliner, whatever. You're, it, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I can appreciate that because you're actually taking that seriously. You're not just showing up and be like, well, I'm going to – I'm going to call the fans assholes tonight. Like there's an actual thought process to it. Some people can get away with being them. And it just depends on who's on the other side of the ring. Right. But for me, I say I've made that conscious decision. This is going to go this way and that's going to go that way. And it opened me up. I'm not good at promos. It helped me on the mic. But that way I, sometimes can get lost in the match. So as a heel, uh, I could take my shot and then take a break and react to somebody yelling. Um, you know, that kind of, so it, kind of it really just kind of forced me to be more in the moment in the ring. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, yeah. now you've, you've, you've won a number of titles in your career. Uh, obviously, you won the tag titles yeah, with cool. Virgil, uh, I think, three times you guys were the champs. At SPW? You know, I, uh, I, this is the one, two, three. I, I'm seeing it's like four, maybe five, but I, like, one or two of them is kind of blurred, like, right, like a back to back deal or something. So, okay. It's been a handful of times. So, you got the, you got uh, tag titles with Virgil. You've won heavyweight titles. You know, you were, uh, pretty recently the SPW heavyweight champion. You had a, almost, yeah, almost a year run there, right? Frost. <laughs> just about a year one day shy of a year yeah yeah and then yeah. uh you know where i come to visit you the most is uh for phoenix pro wrestling i live in petaluma uh you're the inaugural yeah. as well as the current uh cruiserweight champion out there um is there any particular yeah. is there any particular title victory 
uh, that that stands out to you uh, more than any of the others, or do they kind of blend together as a performer? Yes, I'm gonna go with the second time me and Virgil won the SPW tag titles. So we'd won them once. Uh, that would have been 2013, uh, and then I broke my leg wrestling. Me and Virgil were defending the Pro Wrestling Bushido Tag Team titles against Ricochet and Rich Swan. Oh, you wow. can edit those names so it sounds like I'm not name dropping. That's all right. That's, that's impressive. So I ended up breaking my leg in the match. Yeah. Um, I was nervous as crap, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, anywho, so after I'd returned from that in 2014, um, Bobby Hart and CJ were the tag champions. and. We did a program with them leading up to the big anniversary show. And we did a two out of three falls match. And we went like 30-something minutes or so. And just, uh, just the story we told leading up to that match, the story we told in the match, the big moment after the match, and uh, CJ's promo at the end. That was the, the streamers. It was just a big deal. And, and uh, that one was very emotional because then we ran for – just about a whole year. I think we went to, oh, well, if that was April, we, I think we went till December and we were just on top of those tag titles and it was good stuff. More, you know, uh, we, the Honor Society, Bobby and CJ, the Reno Scum, the um, Stanny, any, all these tag teams were coming through uh, and it was real fun to just team up with Virgil and, and learn with all these other guys too. So, so that, that win was probably the one that was the biggest meaningful. Okay. Um, you know, Virgil, you've, you've talked about a lot as you've done a lot of learning from him. Um, you know, I mentioned PPW before, which is where I see you the most. Yeah. Um, in PPW as well as SPW, you are, uh, and, and potentially some other uh, promotions as well, uh, you're the leader of the fallout boys. Um, so you're, you're, you know, taking on a little bit of a mentorship role there with, with, uh, with just Zach and yeah. Ezra. Is, is that a role that you are enjoying? Yes. I mean, I'm stuck in the car with those guys for all our road trips. So I might as well teach them something. <laughs> uh, no. So I'll tell you, give you a little backstory on the fallout boys. Uh, I always thought it would be fun to have, a gimmick that was that just rowdy skate punk kind of guys. Uh, and I was like, man, it'd be great. And you come out to some 41 fat lip and you're just jumping around and yelling and acting like idiots. And then it was a Virgil Flynn show. And I brought the guys with me and Virgil was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I have anybody for the three. So let me talk to the twins and see if they have a guy, if I can get it, uh, then another guy will do a three on three and I said okay cool and uh, I had just told the guys about that gimmick on the car right up there and so we get that mag- match booked uh, against uh, the Suburban Commandos the, the Stoner Brothers and Brutal Rob Hands and I'm like uh, we get in just that goes oh we could do that gimmick and I went oh snap we can and then Joe DeSaul's right there taking music, goes, the Fallout Boys. And I went, oh, snap. 
So that's kind of how <laughs> we came up with that name. And we just try to run with that. And then we we're doing like the PLA Lucha shows with that gimmick. And then it kind of, since we were always in the car together, it kind of came around that way. Um, well, you're all here, you know, if you got this, we might as well do something with it. And uh, so that's been kind of nice. And uh, I guess mentoring is, I can, I can get to talking sometimes. So at, pays off in, in that sense. And how did you, uh, how did you get hooked up with them in the first place? Cause you mentioned you guys are taking car, car rides with them. Is it that just through them training in SVW? Uh, yeah, they, well, they live in Stockton and Manteca. So okay. Zach was coming to pro wrestling Bushido shows, like when we ran in Stockton and then Modesto. So he was coming down he would help with like ring crew and stuff just to hang around. Like, even though he wasn't training or nothing. And I knew Ezra through some other friends and he kept telling me for like two years, oh yeah, when I get this strained out, I'm gonna come train. And I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm gonna come train when I, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. You know, cause I've heard that a million times. Right, right. And he goes, I know, I know you've heard that a million times, but I'm gonna, I was like, yeah. And so we had a ring up here in Modesto and, and they finally made it down and started uh, training. I think we got Zach even before we had a ring up, but. Ezra had trained with uh, some Lucha guys in Stockton, so he already had some experience. He was just a guy I needed to kind of um, polish up and, and, and straighten out this and, and relearn that kind of stuff. But he kind of had his basics anyway. So um, they're from around here, which nobody else is. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little bit in the middle of nowhere out there. Um... I mean, you got Bob, Bobby's still in Stockton, though, isn't he? Uh, Bobby's right here in Modesto as well. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, yeah, I was going to say, because, you know, ABW yeah. came out there a couple of years ago, did the the show at the Stockton Civic. That was a good time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no, like, it's nice because uh, anywhere we go, either I can meet up with them, right, either in Tracy or Stockton or, or whatever, or they can meet me here and we can go that way. So it's a good where we are is a good that we could all meet up and, and hit wherever we're going. Good so little road crew. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, you know, those of us that follow you on social media, um, uh-huh. you've been posting a lot lately about your race car. Uh-huh. Let's, uh, let's get a little details on, on this. What, so what, what kind of car is it? Um, what well, I have two of them, uh, now they are both second generation Camaros. Okay. Um, I'm a Chevy guy uh, myself. I appreciate that. So uh, here's a my my dad used to race um, before I was born. Uh, he likes to blame me for him not racing because the <laughs> last season he raced when my mom was pregnant with me. But uh, you know he he's like, oh, I had to I had to be a family man. It's like don't blame me. You had kids before me, so. Could have been a family man then. Uh, but so I, my whole life, he's like, oh, I'd like to race again. I'd like to race again. I, okay, dad, if you say so. You, know, you got six kids. How are you going to race? Anyway, uh, this last year or so, he's been really looking into it. Oh, I found this car over here. I found this car over there. Um, I, like I said before, I it's just me and this dog. So I have some money put away. Um not, I don't have a lot, so don't hit me up, guys. <laughs> uh, don't, don't come knocking on my door because I won't answer. Uh, 
but I, he showed me this car and I said, oh, you know what, dad, I'll, I'll buy this car. It was a good price, good deal. I said, I'll buy this car that way, whatever money you have saved, you know, you get, you know, whatever track stuff, license, all that junk that you need. Um, and uh, then it will be my car and you can race it whenever the season comes around. And so we're out there and we're fixing this on it and working on that. And I wanted to be an auto body guy when I got out of high school. So I was fixing up the, the, the body on it. And I was like, man, this has been really good for me. Without wrestling, I've been able to get out. And it gives me something to look forward to on the weekends again. Right. And it's getting pretty close to being ready. And I was like, I really, and I found another car really cheap. And I already had a second engine to throw into it. So we went down and picked that up. So that's what I do on the weekends now as I go down and I'll work on race cars. And, uh, which is in third grade, I have my student of the week report deal when it said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mine said a race car driver and drew a picture of myself inside a race car. So here I am. <laughs> so so what kind of racing um what kind of racing is is the idea is it like short track uh, yeah it's just short track just a- asphalt i think uh-huh. dirt would be a little difficult at first especially for my dad he's a little bit older and beat up so we got these ddp yoga dvds to throw in there and get started on but uh uh yeah just right down in madera off the 99 uh got a little track down there and, all right we got a dirt I, track I, here in Petaluma. Um, yeah, you know, I've seen a bunch of cars. I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups now, so I've seen cars up that way and yeah. all that stuff. I wouldn't mind uh, going and checking that stuff out too. But it's a, it's all a, just seems like it's easier, especially for me that I'm just learning that stuff. So I, I can imagine. I've I've been to a couple of the uh, of the races out here in Petaluma. It's a huge thing. Well, not recently, of course, yeah. but yeah. normally it's a huge thing. They race literally every Saturday night during the summer. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the things that I love about living where I do is you open the sliding glass door or whatever, and you can literally just hear the engines. Oh, nice. Um, but it's, it's a dirt track, like I said. So, I mean, you yeah. got stuff getting tossed all over the place. It's oh, a- yeah, the car, the second car I got was a dirt track car. So I'm, I'm yanking that body out over here, and I'm pulling this out there. And- I just uh, opened up a hole in a quarter panel that just dumped like seven pounds of dirt out of it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I got uh, myself, I got a 72 uh, Stepside, uh, Chevy oh, Stepside nice. that's slowly, slowly coming back to life. Um, uh, they're, they're labors of love, but they are money yeah. pits. Um, yeah, that's for true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what else do you do to occupy your time uh, when you're not wrestling, which is unfortunately a lot right now? Uh, man, I, that's, I really, I go to work and then I come home and I watch TV with my dog and, but I'm always, I don't, if that sounds like it's very late, I don't, I turn on the TV and I do stuff around the house while the TV is on. So I like to build things. So I'll be building things, uh, few months ago i built a six foot coffin that i made into bookshelves uh just because i was bored all right uh, i spent a few years i've been remodeling my ha- my house here and then i got done and i have nothing to do and that's now i have the race car so i'm doing that so just things like that i like to just be doing stuff uh, a lot of reading read a lot of books uh Right on, right on. Um, 
So I wrap up every one of my interviews with some some fun questions here. Uh, right. I think I think you said you've listened to a couple, I've so you may to all of them at this point. Nice, I I appreciate that. You uh, I appreciate that. You you know where these questions are then, but uh, let's get I into. I know them. where these questions are going. What uh, what's Unless your favorite? You throw me a curveball. No, you know I eventually I I plan on switching them up, but right now we got the same ones here. So what? Uh, good. Then I've done my homework. There you go. What's uh what's the fur uh, the favorite fast food burger? Uh, I don't eat fast food, and I'm not much of a burger guy oh. because burgers are sandwiches, and there's a lot of bread, and I True. don't like bread because it makes me feel full, and I don't like to be full because I like to eat. Okay. I don't know if you can tell by this body. <laughs> I love me some food. So when you're on the road, you need a quick meal. What's what's the go-to then? Uh, if we're not stopping to eat, I'll just get something. I'm not saying I'm like a healthy eater. I just don't eat fast. I'll get something to snack on for the drive home or whatever till I can get home. Um, if we don't go out to eat afterwards. Um, but yeah, I'm not really a fast food eater good for you honestly because really it's not good for us at all was it 2021 so that had to be it happened kind of when i broke my leg and i couldn't drive around then after that i went was like i was working in a nightclub and i was after work and i got to talk about was last time i had taco bell was last time i had any fast food and i went let's see how long i can do this and that was kind of it so that was yeah 2014 or so Wow. 13, 14. So yeah, I just kind of went, let's see how long. And then I just, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> like I said, good for you, man. Like I said, it's, it's definitely not good for us, but uh, I do enjoy, I do enjoy it. Unfortunately. It's quick and easy. So I get it. Yeah. What, uh, who's your favorite mus- musical artist or band? Uh, all right. So if I'm listening to country music, I love Midland, my favorite country band. Uh, I went and seen him for my birthday a couple years ago. My hot girlfriend took me. Uh, if I'm not listening to country, Blink-182, hands down. And uh, transcends genres, Taylor Swift. Little little Tay-Tay, huh? Yeah, that's a uh, final answer. All right, all right. Favorite, uh, favorite movie? Dude, Where's My Car? That is a movie that the first time I watched it, I thought was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. It's and still the stupidest movie, <laughs> and I love it. It's it's Every gotten time. progressively funny for me though, because um, <laughs> I hated it the first time I saw it. I was like, How, "This is this is just <laughs> moronic." And then every time I've watched it since, I'm like, All right, "You know what? It's actually pretty goddamn funny." <laughs> the uh, the scene that always gets me, and it's not even you know anything crazy, but it's when they're in the kitchen trying to clean up after the party, and you uh-huh. know they've they've got the giant garbage bags the whole thing and like one one piece falls the pizza on the on the ceiling yes well th- no but then something like falls out of the garbage and he's like dude just leave it he's like no oh no, yeah I, but this, I can get it toe out the hole in his sock yes the bobble cap yes the bobble cap and he's trying to get it with his toe out the I, hole in his sock it just it just gets me because i'm that type of guy where i'm like bringing stuff in from the car it's like no no i can get all of this at once it's just for whatever reason that scene always just resonated I, with yeah me. i used to be that guy I used to be that guy, and now I'm like, dude, I'll just walk back and get it. What's the big deal? I, it's, it must be a – I don't know what it is. I think it's a male thing. We just – it's like a challenge we have to take for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's no, unhealthy. Yeah, 
at this point in my life, I have nothing to prove to anyone except myself. And what do I got to prove to myself? Oh, you can pick that? Eh, who cares? I can walk back and get it. Uh, you're, you're a better man than me. Uh, <laughs> who, uh, who's your favorite all-time wrestler? Uh, all the, at this point, it's CM Punk. Okay. Eating. Sorry, dogs eating something. That's what they do. They get into everything. Yeah, it's CM Punk. That's in my all time. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, what is your favorite match that you've ever seen? I thought about this question and I don't have an answer because I have a horrible memory with that kind of stuff, like specific deals like that. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, plus there's one that could go, Oh, well, I like this match. And I like, but then it's like, well, no, I like this part of this match. I like that part of this match. I like, so I, it's hard for me to say like that whole match itself is my favorite. Um, I'm more like, I, I remember this big moment or this big spot or this lead up to the match. Right. Um, so knowing a match, that I, I I wouldn't even know where to start. Where what are some of your favorite CM Punk matches then? Since he's your favorite wrestler, what like what oh, feuds you know leading up right to that? There. I mean, I'll I'll sometimes go back and watch some of his old like uh, like IWA Mid South uh, with the Chris Hero. He had that big feud over there. Uh, I loved him in Ring of Honor. That's where I got introduced to him. 2005, 2006 uh, era, like. Um, his stuff, uh, the the Second City Saints. Yeah. Him and Colt Cabana's chemistry, because uh, CM Punk was just that like straightforward, like I'm an angry punk guy, and and Colt was like I'm a goofy, goofy <laughs> guy, and he's just like, ah, and it's uh, that was some great stuff there. Uh, so, but like, yeah, uh, nah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> All right, all right. What now? What's your favorite match uh, that you've ever had? That I've had, uh, I I could say any match I've had with Aaron Sky, um, because man, that kid thought exactly like he came in going, "This is how I wanted to go." That's what I wanted to do, and so we were just put a and we put in a lot of miles for like two years. A lot of brainstorms. We had a lot of great matches. Uh, one of my favorites with him was a Phoenix Pro show. Yeah, I was there. I think it was 2017, late November, I think. Uh, I'd gone home from work sick on a Thursday and then took the day off Friday because I was sick and then went, I got to wrestle Aaron Sky today. Crap. And I still went up to Petaluma and wrestled. Then I wrestled in Reno the next day. Then I wrestled in Sacramento the Sunday. Then I went to work Monday and didn't feel any better than I did Thursday when I went home. Was it worth it, though? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, like we did the mat. We opened up the match, and he hit me with a dive onto the floor. And I told him, take your time because I can't breathe. <laughs> He's and a – I think I went for an elbow drop, but I went from the second rope because if I went to the top, I would have fallen off. Yeah. Like that's how much I shouldn't have been in the ring. But what are you going to do, right? Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, Aaron's a guy that I feel is uh, very underrated. Because um, I, you know, he, again, he's a regular at, at PPW as well. Yeah. Um, 
he's really good. And I, I'm actually surprised to not see him wrestle too much else, at least in the Bay Area. I know he's, you know, uh, up in PCW, he's, he's pretty yeah. active, but uh, doesn't seem to get booked too much uh, around here. I guess SPW as well. Yeah, he's uh, a, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much for him, but he's the kind of guy that he knows what he wants. Gotcha. And inside the ring, outside the ring, in personal life, you know, so he goes, here's what I want. And if I want to wrestle here, I'll wrestle here. If I don't, I don't. You know, he's not mm-hmm. one of those guys like me. I was like, oh, I'm sick and I should be in bed, but you called me to fill a spot. I'm there. You know? Right. right. Like, he's just like, uh, if he doesn't, if it, it's going to interfere with something else. He's okay with not doing it, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I was I was personally really looking forward to your guys' feud because um, you kind of had started that feud over the, the PPW Cruiserweight title. Yeah. Was very much looking forward to some of those matches. Uh, I'm hoping hoping those that, that story can kind of pick back up whenever wrestling does. Yeah. You guys got some good chemistry in the ring for sure. Um. Who is your favorite opponent that you've ever been in the ring with? Well, I'm an Aaron Sky, mm-hmm. uh, but I could put uh, man, like being in there when I was working with like Chupacabra, like my early days, because he was the same kind of Ring of Honor guy. Yeah. That he was, you know, um, oh man, I could name. I mean, there's a lot of people. I was. It was a big deal to be in there with them uh even if i didn't feel like i held up my end but uh you know oh, and bobby hart me and him could have some matches and and he i mean he would move like a cruiserweight when he wrestled me too yeah so those yeah. were always super fun just to get people to go what the crap just happened <laughs> yeah bobby bobby's another guy that i feel doesn't necessarily get uh and maybe that's because i came in to you know, being a fan kind of later in his career, I yeah. I, I, I kind of came into the NorCal Independent scene around 2015 or so, which yeah. Bobby was still wrestling, but he wasn't you know quite as active as he had been before. But yeah, he was still at that point. Yeah, he was picking and choosing. Right. You know. But just a guy, like you said, for the size of him, um, can move and can do a lot of stuff in the ring that you you just didn't expect. Um, so yeah, I, I could I. Never seen the two of you guys together, but I would definitely uh, would definitely like to see it for sure. I'm about to look something up. You know, if there's anything out there on YouTube between you guys, uh, I you know I think I uploaded that match from the anniversary show that I talked about the Salton Pimpin against Legacy of Brutality. Okay, That's probably up there. I think My- Bobby hits me with a Hurricane Rana in that match. No shit. Which we saw Brody Lee and Pac do, and said, "I bet we can do that." And then we just did it. That's not that we. That's not a thing. I said, let's practice. I just said, let's do let's it. Let's do this. <laughs> I I like it. I'm gonna have to check the YouTube page out then. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. What uh, if you had to name one thing? What's the best moment of your career so far? Oh, best moment. I mean, there's winning those tag titles. It was winning the SPW title. That was a big deal to me because um, I never saw myself as that guy when I saw all the people that had been champion before me. Um, this is guy, probably one of those two. Uh, those probably those two moments. That tag title match was a big moment for me uh, in general. So, 
Cargo's tag titles, SPW title. All right. All right. Uh, Daniel Torch, thank you for coming on with me. I appreciate your time. Uh, where can everyone follow you at? What are the, uh, what are the social medias? Um, well, you can follow my Twitter is at D underscore torch. My Instagram is uh, torch meets world. You can type that in on Facebook and follow that page there as well. I believe the YouTube channel is the same torch meets world um, because my favorite television show is boy meets world. Topanga um, fan? What's that? I said, were you a Topanga fan? Of course. Who wasn't? I know. Mm. I know. Yeah, I, I, I had that crush as well. <laughs> she was gorgeous. Yeah, All right. I mean, it's weird to say that when you look back, though. Um, I go, maybe we saved those comments for the last season. <laughs> yeah. Well, how oh, God they were they were like in junior high when it started, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay because we were as well. Yeah, because so, we were as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, all right. On that note, I'm gonna let you go. We really appreciate the time here. Uh, right. I think uh, my dog's getting jealous of the time I've given you, and now she wants his time back. There you go. I'm gonna let you get back to the dog. Thank you so much. All right. Take uh, care, brother. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you very much. Any of you out there haven't seen Torch wrestle, please do yourself a favor. Look up some matches of his. I know a couple versus Aaron Sky are available on the Phoenix Pro Wrestling YouTube, uh, which for being a small promotion, PPW's got pretty damn good production value. So uh, check out their YouTube channel. They got a bunch of matches on there. Uh, more than just D-Torch. You got uh, Jeff Cobb matches, Drake Frost, Sir Samurai, Scoot. You know, they, they've actually had some good talent in there. I recommend it. Uh, that's really all I got for this episode. You guys know by now I keep it focused on the interview. Thank you again to Braid Buster Tees for the sponsorship. Uh, check their site out. Give them a follow on social media. Give Daniel Torch a follow on social media. And if for some reason you aren't already, give NorCal Rassel a follow on both Instagram and Twitter. Take care, everyone. Peace.